Thanks for listening to The Adam Carolla Show on Podcast One. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Rocket Mortgage. Confidence. Support for the Adam Carolla Show comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Why can't clients get approved in minutes, not weeks? Or make adjustments to their rate and term in real time? Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans answered those questions and more. It gives you the confidence to buy a home or refinance your existing loan. Fully understand all the details and be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you. That's right. That's what Rocket Mortgage does. Whether you're looking to buy your first home or your 10th, with Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process. Apply simply. Understand fully. Mortgage confidently. What else do you need to know? And again, these guys support the show and are great sponsors. So, Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. To get started, just go to rocketmortgage.com slash Adam. That's rocketmortgage.com slash Adam. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states. NMLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030. From Corolla One Studios in Glendale, California, this is the Adam Corolla Show. Adam's guest today, Bob Saget. With Gina Grad on news, Paul Bryan on sound effects, and R.J. Bell with R.J.'s Parlay. And now, this year, his mother splurged on the artificial pre-lit rubber plant. Adam Carolla. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but to get on mandate. Get it on. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling a friend. Thanks for supporting our great sponsors. We got LifeLock. We got um, Garen Wave. If you put it up, but wait till I'm, as previously discussed, don't do it in the middle of stuff because I don't want Brian and Gina to go, oh, hey, there you go. Like in the middle of. Which we want to do. Well, people just. Are just react. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so if you're going to fly stuff up on the screen, which is great, just wait till I'm done doing what I'm doing and then fly it up. So LifeLock? Previously discussed. LifeLock.com. Yeah, that's right. Use the promo code uh, Adam and also, of course, uh, Simply Safe. Another good sponsor. SimplySafe.com slash Adam. Now, uh, Gary, you may uh, fly that uh, visual up on the screen, which is the uh, rubber tree that my grandmother used to uh oh, God. decorate we never got a christmas tree which <laughs> a rubber tree it was a potted plant and you put one bulb on it, it would fall over oh not only is that <clears throat> incredibly depressing but is there a worse name than the rubber tree no no and and nothing less christmasy because oh. it's very tropical like the image of the one branch falling over with the one ornament <laughs> one kid just trying to get out the door oh god Goddamn family. This is sad. It's not that hard. It's really not that hard. You spend a couple of bucks, you get a Christmas tree, you make a little fun out of it, and uh, there you go. We did it. Uh, we just were actually decorating uh, ours last <laughs> night. Sonny doesn't give a shit, but uh, Natalia's pumped. Oh, yeah. Hi, did I say good day, Gina Grant? Good day to you. And Bald Brian? You've dropped me. That's right, Sonny. I did drop you in the fantasy <laughs> football playoffs, that is. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Feels he's good all, to he's, he's, 11-year-old's ass. He's oh all God. up in the fantasy football world. All right. A uh, couple of thoughts. Uh, How big's a tree? Oh, I got an eight, like a nine-footer. Damn. Wow. It's a, it's a big boy. Someone made it. Yeah. It's nine. Nine times. Nine. The, it, it's just, it's like. Go for I, it. I hate spending money on stuff that's already dead, like a Christmas tree. <laughs> Um, and certain prostitutes, but I mean, inside, not physically, I'm not a weirdo, but the difference between the super kick-ass tree and the lackluster trees, about 50 bucks, maybe 75 bucks. And in terms of the, the pump you get when you bring it home and the the kids and 
you just uh, amortize it over over twenty one days yeah. or whatever it is, and it ends up being three dollars and twenty one cents a day yeah. that you get this big kick out of this big thing in your house. So go for it. I, I'm sure you never did, Adam, because you had a rubber tree, um, and I've never had a Christmas tree. But what do you guys? Where do you fall on flocking? Is it called flocking? Yeah, yeah. Those yeah. you know, very kitschy retro red and purple. And I'm not down with it's the weird tree. ironic trees. Okay. I, I, it's all tradition. It's, 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 it's for me. It's all the message, and it. I, I don't care about you know. Again, the fake trees cheaper. It's faster, mm-hmm. and you know, and when and people keep getting deeper. They're like. Oh man, I'll have that thing, you know, put up and take, I'll t- tear that thing down in 45 minutes. As a matter of fact, I'll have my assistant just show up and just, and it's like, eventually you're not even there. Yeah. yeah. You don't feel anything. You've outsourced yeah. it completely. Yes. I, I was, I was having this conversation with somebody at my house, but I was thinking about Christy, your wife, yeah. baking. Yep. And there's this thing where it's like two ways of thinking. One is, can we, shall we bake? And then the next one is, is, well, why should you bake? We can just, you don't have to knead all the dough. Hey, Gary, do me a favor and tell Saget to step away from whatever. I Cram try it. to encourage people to not have conversations by the door when we're doing a show. I don't blame them, but I do blame the people that sure. don't tell them to move, uh, which is on our our side. Um, so cookies? The cookies. Baking is a pain in the ass. You can just easily pretty, go down and get. Yeah, well, they invented a, 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 a log. <laughs> they have a log yep. of pre-made. Sure do. I okay. They. <laughs> you can buy a log of pre-made dough. In which case, all you have to do is slice it and let it fall over mm-hmm. like a manhole cover onto the sheet, and then you put that into the. Yeah. In, I'll guarantee. By the way. Seven and a half out of ten times, those are burnt because mm-hmm. the person is, forgets about it and leaves it in the oven too long or whatever it is. it didn't matter in the first place. Didn't matter in the first place. And or you can just buy cookies and or you can go to Grubhub and have someone bring you cookies and eventually you can just lay down and somebody can put them in your <laughs> mouth and move your jaw for you. Over Simpson style with the yeah. conveyor belt. But that's not what we're here for. And if it is, then to just kill yourself on your 13th birthday. Happy Hanukkah. And, uh, You're a man now. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Just kill yourself. I, I, I get it. Everything's a pain in the ass. Driving a stick shift car is a pain in the ass. Rebuilding, rebuilding or building your own bookshelves is a pain in the ass. Making your own turkeys a pain in the Everything's a pain in the ass. Well, then kill yourself because life's a pain in the ass. Yep. But if you don't have the balls to kill yourself, then make some goddamn cookies and enjoy your life. Jesus Christ. Well said. And I bet Christy has the same feeling that I. <laughs> this, message, the reason, this message of mirth brought to you. The by. reason why I love to cook so much is because I find it to be very therapeutic. Nobody's yes. allowed in the kitchen. I think I concentrate. I like to create stuff, and I'm sure she's the same she way. She loves chopping. She like she has yeah. said chopping is therapeutic. The, the chopping of the whatever sort of ingredient. meditative. Yeah, I love it's, it. It's rhythmic. It's yep. uh, repetitive. Yes. Some people it's, are into it. I'm glad that she's one of them. Try not to avoid life, everybody. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Now, um, speaking of uh, uh, food or beverage or whatever uh, we're on, I I like to go. I like to see how the younger the the, the younger kids are living these days. And uh, we got Chris, the intern over at the other shop and sweet guy, a dutiful guy. I announced to him that uh, if Friday was casual Friday, I needed Thursday to be overdressed Thursday, and he now wears a tie oh on overdressed Thursday because wow. I need to compensate That's for good. Friday. That's so good. he does that. <laughs> How his, old is he? His uh, twenty four. Twenty. Okay. Yeah. His mom. What pat- does casual Friday be like at the other shop? I know. <laughs> I'm looking at Adderall in a black hoodie and a black. Naked. Just wearing a barrel. <laughs> so he, uh, his mom packs him a lunch every day, That's which sweet. I'm a little obsessed with. Yep. When especially when you're. 24 but his mom packs a lunch so i want to know what was in today's lunch well first off his mom makes him two sandwiches which i like they said there's a note chicken sandwich chicken chicken sandwiches on roll chicken meat sandwich not chicken salad on a roll chicken chicken sandwich i said what's 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 that come with because chicken itself's a little bit dry when it's done on a roll you got tomato you got onion no nothing nothing mayonnaise no Mustard, no, just a thick store-bought cold roll because there's a ice pack in his lunch pack. Cold roll and just cold 
white chicken wow. in between. Uh, I don't know how you could eat that without taking a swig uh, off yeah. a Boda bag like every 10 seconds, but fine. That's but some, that was his request, I assume. And then I said, that's how I said he's never like, I do like this one. I like Chick all Elwood. the guys who go, I never liked fill in the blank ever since I was eight. Okay. Dawson. <laughs> you know what I didn't like when I was eight? Pussy. <laughs> know what else I didn't like? Scotch. <laughs> now guess where I drink my Scotch out of? <laughs> I didn't like almost anything when I was eight because I was goddamn eight. But then you become an adult, and well, I was an idiot. Things I used change. To pick out the uh, when I was eight, uh, you know, kids or kids. I used to pick out the avocados out of my salad, and my mom you would, idiot. Scoop, would right. scoop them all, give them over here. I'm like, oh, oh those are slimy. And right. I don't know, no, but no, why? But all the things you couldn't do or didn't like or or you know uh, believed in Superman and the Easter Bunny. Yeah, when you're eight, when you're eight, but now you're an adult. So I this s- is how. That's how it works. Yeah, like, assume you've evolved. How's it work for military recruitment? Oh, I can't do that. When I was eight, I could have never got off a Higgins ship and uh, fought the Japanese <laughs> in Guadalcanal. Like, I, I can't. No, I know. But now you're 20-something years old. You're supposed to. But I like this guy, Chris. I know it sounds like I don't. Does he, is he a candidate for will Chris eat it? Well, I don't know. So I got into his sandwiches a little bit. It's funny because I have talking to nate who runs the whole place in the office and he's like i got stuff to talk about and i'm like i'm out of time and then five minutes later he found me taking apart this guy's lunchbox <laughs> and yelling at him and nate's like you don't have time to right. talk to me about business but you have time for this i said yes he's known you this long so it makes me it. great he get it. <laughs> i pulled a sandwich out he had two sandwiches two rolls nothing on them but yeah the Blues Brothers. The Blues Brothers. Wait a minute. <laughs> one whole chicken. One whole chicken and white below white for white toast. bread. White toast. <laughs> right. So, I love this song. All right. So I said, now what are you going to wash this down with? And I started getting into what his mom had packed him to wash this down with. Because juice it's box, a thick, it's, you know those real dense store-bought rolls and they get cold and they really yeah, get they, hard, they hard and dense yeah. and i said no and you got nothing you got no mayo you got no dejeuners on this thing you got nothing moist in what here tomato? Oh. nothing i said well, what are we going to do here and so i started we, getting into his lunchbox <laughs> it's like judd nelson and michael anthony hall oh. and i started pulling beverages out four oh. his mom had packed him four Beverages. Now he he works at a place that is lousy with sodas mm-hmm. and soda water and and water bottled water and so on and so forth. Let me show you a picture of what I pulled out of. Oh, oh no. no, Brian, Gina, that you is, like the uh, comment? Left left to right, a, we got half you drunken. We got an. Sunny D on the left. Half gone. Sunny D. I moved on from Sunny D, and I moved on to uh, Mellow Yellow and uh, and Mountain Dew. I moved on that because Sunny D didn't. It was, it was a vestige of the past. Like I don't know adult males nope. that drink Sunny D anymore. I can never figure. I when I was nine, I took a hit off Sunny D and like, what is this shit? Because it's not orange juice. No. It's just weird juice with high fructose. Everything like it's the. I, if you want. If you want orange soda, I do not begrudge you. If you oh, want yes, orange, yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> no, in if this you, case, if you, uh, I, I, it's a lot of calories for not a lot. But I like orange soda. Right. Like I, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't drink it just because the calories. And I'd rather have a root beer. But if you want to drink an orange soda, you can That's drink an orange know. soda. And if you want to drink an orange juice, by all means, drink an orange juice. Sunny D's, uh, neither uh, fish nor fowl. Yeah. Ironically, with a sport top. <laughs> no athlete has ever needed to drink sunny tea. So we tea. can do it during his marathon. So then right. we got Canada Dry. Ginger ale, which I abide by. Yeah. Then a frost-flavored, I can only assume, whole Gatorade. Oh, this is the one blue. I make fun of all the time. That's it's the, the, it's the glacier food. mountain. Right. Gary, can you blow it yeah, up or read it? I can't quite like Tahoe in the winter. see it, but it's the light blue. It's the translucent blue glacier blast one, which it's not even a flavor to me. Like, just... Gatorade is a flavor. Go get the Gatorade. The lemon lime, the original. Yeah. And then the last one, I believe it was a like a Lipton green tea flavored tea. It was comical because it was low cal. Oh god! Like you just you off balance that, that sunny you just drank two thousand calories. Glacier Gatorade freeze. Frost, glacier freeze. <laughs> Are you between the sport top and the Gatorade? Is he doing laps in between working for you? He's twenty four. He doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. I'm just saying. I don't know what wow. the hell goes on. What goes on? Could you think of a worse? 
if somebody said to you, look, if I was going to the gas chamber this <laughs> afternoon, I'd be like, uh, I, you know what? I still worry about my health in the afterlife, yeah. or yeah. I don't want to plot myself on the way there, or if the thing doesn't go wrong, right. I don't want to regurgitate this. I don't want to taste the Sunny D again. I can't think of more empty calories than uh, this this combination he's, he's put wow. together. All chemicals, all calories, yep. zero anything, right? We've got a new partner for Will Blank Eat This yeah. because no one knows where this guy's There's no at. way. If I, if I drank all of those in one day, I would never be able to leave the bathroom. Yes. That's just a horrible, horrible situation. It's great. So anyway, pulled apart his lunch pail. <laughs> I'm sure he will never bring lunch again. I'm still jealous that his, pushed back even more. Still jealous that his mom makes him lunch. That's great. All right. Uh, let's see. Um, speaking. Oh, somebody had to anger me yesterday <clears throat> in this department. Had a meeting at uh, CBS yesterday. Oh, a meeting that took place at three CBS Radford. That's out here. Um, 10 minutes where they went to had about five, six guys. Eh, they always show up at three. They wait for me in the lobby. I finished my podcast. I ran over there. <clears throat> I got there about three ten. They're on the lobby. And I was having that uh, feeling of, uh, man, I'm starting to drag a little. It's been a long day. And when you got get to the third floor of CBS Radford, you see the coffee. This like Starbucks uh, big you, hoppers oh, yeah. with this coffee in it you where you just pump the top. Frost. Yeah. And I Where's said, uh, oh, all right. And I started walking at the coffee. And then Nate, who was at the meeting, went like, don't, don't do it or something. And I went, what? And he goes, you're going to get angry. And I was like, huh? Decaf. And I hit the coffee, regular coffee one, Bone dry because it was three fifteen in the afternoon. They put the That's thing out at want. eight in the morning. Yeah. It's, it's bone dry. Then they went, "Don't touch the decaf." I like had to pick up the decaf. Full, full. I mean, I imagine a certain amount evaporates over the course of the nine <laughs> hours. It's, it's just completely and utterly full. And the other one, I'm sure, had been empty since eleven a.m. It just sits there all day empty, and the other one sits there a full, which is fine. If you do it one time. Yeah. But if the next day, whoever's in charge of that table yeah. tops this one off, dumps out every day, that same person is going to be in charge of dumping out all the decaf. And then they have to brew up a pot of decaf and a pot of regular. And then they'll put it out. Then the regular will be gone by eh, 1045. And then they'll get some inquiries about, do you have more? Oh, well, we got the cut. And then there'll be the weird confusion. We got decaf. Mm-hmm. No, no. Regular coffee. We could send a guy on a run, or, or or you could simply make them both coffee, and the folks that feel like like at 3.30 in the afternoon, and they were starting to drag a little in the energy department, and they wanted a lateral move, <laughs> a move of nothing, a move laterally. A taste of coffee in their mouth. Yes, I'd yeah. like my teeth to be a shade darker for this meeting. <laughs> what can I do? But I don't want more energy. No, the last thing I want is caffeine. And I'm hoping if the meeting goes longer than 40 minutes, I'll have to piss feverishly at <laughs> no. some point. So those are the two things I'm looking for. Not energy, like a little darker on the teeth. I'd like to have to piss at some point. Do you have a beverage for that? You are in for a treat. Oh, good. We have something called decaf. Those people don't need decaf. And again, nobody, I know how, there were six people that I'd showed up there. They'd all gone for the coffee. We're out of it. You do that thing where you start feeling like a junkie, where you pick it up, you start shaking it around a little, and you start tilt it and pump it, tilt it and pump it. Like a couple of drops come out. It's not enough to even heat up. You just shotgun it a little bit. You're like a rabbit, but your tongue in the ball, just trying to get it out Yes, yes. Or you could just make them both. Or perhaps if you needed to. Do a third of decaf, although no one would ever touch yeah, that. What would be wrong with just one small drip pot of decaf and then the two huge urns of coffee? Uh, again, the decaf, nobody needs decaf at 3.30 in the afternoon. It's like it's not needable because it has no active ingredient. Yeah. It's like saying, I need a cigarette with no nicotine or I need some pot with no yeah, THC in it. There's smoke. no anything. There's no active ingredient in it, so you don't need it. You got a near beer? I'm, I'm kind of yes, thirsty. you could like the taste of it if you're insane, in which case, then provide it for yourself. And with the ratio that comes through the door being at less than 10 people per one, please adjust. Yeah.
It'll never be done. Don't do it to yourself. If I go back there, I'll make. I'll tell you what. I'll go back there in a week, and it'll be the exact same thing sitting. Same, I, I'm, same a week. I'm sure it's been years. Yeah, this is a ritual. Same time of day. Of I, I certainly hope this is what the meeting became about. Yeah, it you started to, do, to you become to do a show this about way. Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Never knew you're such an enthusiast. Well, the worst part about all of this is if you talk to the person who's working. This is the part that's insanely confounding me. If you talk to the receptionist person yeah. who's sitting closest to where this is set up with the pots on there and everything, and if you said, oh, you're out of regular, do you have any more regular? That person would say, everybody asks that. Yeah. Every yeah, time. Yeah, everybody yeah. always if wants to know. And it's like, at what point do you get? All right. Yeah. Okay. I'm angry. It's fine. I was a meeting. I was going to say, thank God it's only once in a while. It was uh, it was fruitful. Oh, Ooh. excellent. The ladies. So you'll be going back? <laughs> <laughs> I hope I go back because I'm going right for that goddamn coffee pot. <laughs> it was funny. Poor Nate was like, don't, don't go near the pot. Oh, you, you don't, don't want to go in there. Head off of the past. Yeah, I don't want you ranting on the oh. way to this person's office. But uh, <laughs> I went anyway because I'm a, I'm, a, uh, I'm a hero. All right. Uh, in the uh, I'm going later on to be uh, today to be interviewed by Mike Ta- Mike Tyson. What? And huh? he's doing a podcast. He's interviewing me, which I'm curious about because in my world, all I do is interview Mike Tyson, but Mike Tyson never interviews me. Uh, never would. Tables are turned. Are you going to uh, sort of help him out or are you just going to sit back and see how it goes? I have no idea what to expect, but I'll keep you guys posted. This I'm going good. down to uh, Golden Boy later on and I'm going to be on Tyson's podcast. I'll tell you how that goes. First, I'll tell you about uh, LifeLock, holiday shopping from your mobile device. Scammers can steal your credit card info and other data with phony retail apps, man. Only download apps from reputable stores and read reviews for complaints about malware. Get it together. I just got a weird email. What if they did? Mm. It's like there's some invoice that I paid. And I got this weird email saying, hey, you got to pay your invoice for the same company, but like a different Good account yeah, and yeah. different this, that, and the other. So they make it look very sophisticated. But of course, like, like my it. greatest fear is not paying an invoice right. and then blowing the person off when they go, right. hey, well, you owe us the money because I have other people pay it. So sometimes I don't know if that person pay. Yeah. And I said to Matt, and Matt looked at me and went, don't open it. Suspicious. Yeah, don't click on the link. Oh, it's an attachment. Suspicious. No. Yeah, suspicious. Uh, but I could open it because I got LifeLock. You guys need to get LifeLock because of identity theft. It's a big damn deal out there. You don't want thieves to get your information, sell it on the dark web, or get one of those online payday loans in your name. LifeLock detects a wide range of identity threats if you have a problem. Their U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. It's LifeLock, Dawson. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. LifeLock can uncover threats you might miss. Join now and get 10% off with promo code ADAM. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or go to LifeLock.com. Use promo code ADAM. That's ADAM to save 10% now. All right. Let's see. Let's talk to Matt, 32, Nashville. Matt. Ace man, get it on. Oh, speaking of Matt, tell Fondelier he is uh, sliding down the depth charts on guys I'm angry about uh, beverages for. Uh, he's been putting the creamer, the weird creamer in his coffee. Now I found Chris. Forget it. Oh, yeah, I, I'm on bigger and better things. Sites are selling someone else. That's right. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, man. Uh was just watching uh, a movie called The Recruit. I don't know if you've come across it. Colin Farrell, Al Pacino. Yeah. I mean, just a, a decent kind of CIA movie. And lo and behold, in the middle of the movie, you and Jimmy Kimmel make a cameo in a man show clip that's just kind of put into the background, I think, for a little bit of a, I don't know, comic timing or whatever in the scene. And yeah. I hear your voice. <laughs> I uh, just sort of thought, like, yeah. like, what was that about? Did they contact you? They used it? You knew about it? I have some recollection about uh, somebody saying to us at some point, oh, hey, this movie with Colin Farrell they want to make and uh, they want to use a clip of the man show like he's watching TV in his hotel room or something like that. And, and I just remember me and Jim just went like, yeah, okay. And that was that was the end of do it. You, I don't remember. Do you know what bit they used? No. 
It's they weird. They use the man pond bit. Oh, it sounds familiar. Do you That's, get residuals for that? <laughs> not that I'm aware of. Yeah, I don't know why. Man, man pond was a weird bit that uh, I thought was like fairly amusing, but uh, not one of my favorites. But people seem to like the man pond bit, and I don't know why they like the man pond bit. I think it's just because of the horrible acting or the way it was structured or whatever it is. Now I want to hear. Now you got to find the man pond bit, Gary. Uh, thanks, Matt. Never saw the recruit. Yeah, man. Directed by a guy named Roger Donaldson. Do you know who that is? Yes. He directed a documentary, <laughs> McLaren, this last year. So he may either know you or like you or have oh, some sort yeah. of cross connection. That's an interesting thought. Yeah, the McLaren is a really interesting story. Oh, I mean, director of Species. Oh, oh, it all comes together. Now, now you care. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, McLaren's a doc about the racing, the racer. McLaren, the car you're aware of, but there was a guy who raced cars and then built cars named uh, Bruce McLaren. And that's a, the story's about. Interesting documentary. Uh, all right, let's see. Sandra, oh, Monterey, oh, this Sandra. Sandra? Time listener, chance time caller. <laughs> yeah, what's going on, Sandra? Um, I have a good story about what I received, but I'd like to know what you guys, what is your meanest ex- Christmas gift you've ever received? I got one. I know you. I know you've got the lame ones, but what's the meanest one? Lynette got me a zit zapper about ten <laughs> years ago, and I remember just kind of looking at her, going, "Thanks," but I don't really have zits. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Yeah, but you're getting ready to shoot a movie," mm-hmm. and I thought, "Okay, semi thoughtful, yeah." yeah. But some sort of electronic like zit zapper, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could have definitely used in high school. But I don't really. I get I get the shaving rash or right. like an ingrown hair, but I don't really get zits, zits per se. This is going to sound like a joke, but seriously, I had an aunt, have an aunt who uh, at the time for many years had a uh, hair studio, hair salon. She did hair, women's hair, mm-hmm. some men's hair, uh, uh, and owned it for many years. And for a number of years, in my teen years and on, she would get all of us cousins. There were like eight or ten of us, um, like hair products, like a gel, which was cool when I was like you know thirteen. <laughs> 14 oh, years no. old, high-end stuff, and she got a good deal on it, and she gave it to us as a Christmas gift. And around age 19 or 20, she kept giving me the hair gel, which I obviously had no use for. Right. I, at one point, a very crowded uh, Lorenzini family Christmas, I had to point out, is this some kind of a joke? Am I, am I not in on this joke that everybody... Everyone, of course, laughed, and she was a little embarrassed, and I'm like, you're giving me hair products. What's worse, her continuing to ignore it, or her saying, everybody gets hair products, but Brian, everybody knows why? I don't... Uh, good, good point. It was three years at least that I got the products that I did not need. I clearly had no use for. Well, it's interesting. Good. And then yeah. one year she got me a razor, which was a nice little meal <laughs> for culpa. Scalp. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, an electric razor. Yeah. I, I don't know if this is mean. It was just kind of rude. We had a secret Santa when I lived in New York at, at the office I worked in. And this dude, I had rebuffed his advances. And, mm-hmm. and he was he pulled my name for the secret Santa. Oh, and you, you spend money on this stuff. You know, I didn't have any money, but I got someone, you know, something nice. And everybody got something really nice and high end. And we there was a minimum of like $30 which is a lot when you make nothing. So everybody's going around getting their really cool presents. And I opened mine, and it is... So we're in December. This was a re-gifted last year's Easter basket that had been opened that he gave to me. Wow. I've never celebrated Easter. I can do the math on when this is from, and the cellophane was already torn. (laughs) But that's because you'd rebuffed him, right? I can only assume it was because he was very uh, hurt. Sandra? That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you get? Um, yeah, my um, mom and my aunt had a big fight about how lazy my mom was about parenting. We were about 10, 9, and 6, us three girls. So my aunt gave us, um, each of us girls, washcloths and underwear. Oh. Oh. That was more to stick it to mom. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, now I'm, you know, I'll take some socks, some underwear. I mean, Tommy John. Like I asked for socks. Uh, let's see. Michael, 26, Illinois. What's going on, guys? Hey, Get man. Hey, uh, the other night I was listening to the show, always a fan, Thanks. and I was, uh, I happened, happened to stumble across your Wikipedia page. Uh huh. And I, in my narrow mind, Wikipedia is a pretty uh, popular source for information maybe not trusted but popular and have you ever noticed the picture that is used for you on wiki i, I, I feel like it could be the easiest part of a wikipedia page to make but whoever was in charge choice. of that i'd i'd first as a radio person like to know how leo laporte made it into the picture 
Leo Laporte is first and foremost. <laughs> it's his and Donnie's like, in the picture. It's, and then his, I'm, it's his imaging up yeah. top. It's Leo's like podcast. That's my first question. There's others. Yeah, it's it's weird. I, I don't I don't know how any of this stuff works. I'm assuming everyone's just insanely lazy. No, well, Wikipedia is a little weird because it's all user generated. Yeah. So someone th- maybe thought it was funny to put that up, oh. and then you know it just never got correct. I've never I've never gone there. I've never I've never seen it. Yeah, there is so. no Wikipedia overlord. It's all user. Uh, yeah, it's all user generated. Yeah, I, it seems to me you'd have to work harder to find that picture than to find a good one. Just well, a regular, I, again, steady image. Hard <laughs> I don't know how anything on the internet works. I just know that I never thought adults would be as dumb or as lazy or as lazy and dumb as it turns out they uh, they are. My eyes are closed in it. <laughs> There's just a, a litany of problems with this picture. Yeah, but either way, I, I don't care because my whole thing, I try to tell this to Drew for the most part. He never listens. He sits around and stares at his phone and obsesses over what is being said about him. And then he wants, then he tells me how the internet's going to drive everyone insane. And then I explain to him, stop looking at yeah, your yeah. stuff. Just you. To stop solution. looking yourself up all the time. And it won't drive you insane because this Wikipedia thing, I never looked at. I've never thought about it. I don't, I, I wouldn't think to go, to go look it up. Yeah, the uh, thing I've never understood is when people do a Google alert for their own name. I'm not trying to put myself in a hospital, uh, so I don't yes. want to know. Well, I'll tell you this. Other people have Google alerts in my name because that's possible content for right. what we're doing or right. talking about, which is fine. I don't have it in my name, but others do, which is fine. And if you do enough stuff on TV you should probably put your name into your DVR because there'll be mm-hmm. plenty of times when you go back east and go do something and you're on whatever show sure. and you're not home and you don't record it or whatever. And there's various family guys and stuff that's, that pop up. That's and different. That's that, not some douche talking about you on Reddit. No, I, I, I get it. That's just me sitting next to an, an unknown Kevin Hart on Comics Unleashed. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember just like looking at this little miniature black comedian going, what are you doing? Where are you going with where this? Where are you going with this? I know where I'm going. Straight to the middle. All right. Let's see. You're almost there. One more. Let's see. Uh, Mike 30, Connecticut. I got to take this. Hey, man. Hey, Adam. Hey. 53 from California. How's it going? What's going on? What? Who? What happened? I said, hey, Adam, 53 from California. Oh, because oh. you say, you know, yes. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. I like that. What's going on, Mike? <laughs> I got Not it. much. I am actually in the process of opening a production brewery with a tap room uh, here in Connecticut. Yeah. And I wanted to get some advice from you on alcohol production and sales, mm-hmm. gains and best practices, mm-hmm. maybe crowdfunding advice. Seems like mm-hmm. an off-air question. Yeah, seems like an off-the-air yeah. question that my assistant would answer. <laughs> but go ahead, Mike. No, I just, uh, there's so many tough things with the permitting process and all the labeling. and um, I guess people are worried about people consuming alcohol, and um, I just didn't know if you had any advice or best practices in dealing with the man. There is no fighting City Hall, like, uh, as as I've discussed in the past. They'll, they'll have little things where it's like, hey, you need to write it. You need to make a label for your booze. They write a little description of what happened, and then they just reject it. You know, they're like, nah. Right. And you're like, why? They're There's like, no appeals nah, board. Nah, nah, try again. And take <laughs> yeah. it in line again. It's like such a weird... It's exactly what our founding fathers didn't want. Like, hey, I'd like to start my own business and make my own ale. Uh, all right. Well, let's see if the government will let you do it. And then and they go, now you have to write a story about it. My story that I wrote about Mangria was I said I went to the refrigerator and I went to the liquor cabinet. And they're like, yeah, we don't know. No liquor cabinet. And I was like, first of all. You can't acknowledge that there is such a thing as liquor cabinet. What is it? I, I, I didn't say what was in the liquor cabinet. I said I went to the liquor cabinet. I've be, beat people on these technicalities before. But they're like, no. And then later on, we're talking about the peach pear. And I said, you know, she's she's got a she's a peach of a gal with a great pear. But look out, fellas. She packs a punch. And I was like, no. No. Oh. Like, what do you mean? No, it's too like, clever. It implies you could get drunk. And it's like, well, that's a look. People write flammable on sides of of WD-40 because because it's flammable. Like, yeah, why? it's a warning. 
Yeah, the stuff tastes like perfume, and yet it'll get you jacked up. So maybe it should say packs a sure. punch. And right, I why why can't you say an alcohol product's got got yeah. some pop to it? it has like, alcohol in it? Yeah, actually. like I don't don't mistake it for nine percent. It's nineteen percent, <laughs> and it'll knock you on your keister. Like I, again, it's weird, but there's nothing you can do but just get in line, fill out stuff, have some idiot sort of arbitrarily decide whether you can use this or not use it and the process is no process if they just send it back then you change it they won't they don't even have to tell you what part of it they don't like and and, 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 but also think about all the semi and fully retarded bureaucratic idiots you've dealt with in your life like think about all those 100 percent Folks that took the easy way out, decided to work for the government, and are basically angry and stupid, like a great combination, a one-two punch of angry and stupid. And that friend of your mom's that you grew up with, with the short-cropped hairdo and zero sense of humor, she's going to be the one who decides whether this label gets okayed or not. No. Imagine yeah. that. What a, what a world we're living in. All right. Or were we? Uh, let's help? see. Bob Saget's here. We'll bring him in in a couple of few. Um, yeah. Too lazy to run the man pond bit. You guys have seen it before. It's fine. All right. Let's uh, take a very quick break. We'll be right back. Come here. What do we have to do here? Nothing. I'm a famous guy. I'm going to take a shower. You sit there and have a drink. Please. I re- no, I don't want to. Baby. Water. Don't drink. Can I stay on the bar? No. But baby, I won't do a thing. Please. I'm not doing anything with you. Please sit there. Please. Now you're embarrassing me. I swear I won't. Just sit with me. Don't embarrass me in the hotel. I'm here all the time. Please sit there. So, no, I don't want to. One minute. Come here. No, I don't want to. Half a drink. You'll never see me again after this. No. Come here. No, I don't want to. Please. What's in this drink? Water. Five minutes. Wish I knew. Please, I'm not going to do anything. I swear, my children. I'm a famous guy. Please come in now. No, 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 I don't want that. If you embarrass me in this hotel, I'm not embarrassing you. What does that hurt my pride? Please, I'm sorry. Just come on. I'm used to that. You're used to that? No, but I'm not used to that. No, I don't want to. I will never do another thing to you. Somebody suggested we. Well done. Mash up that song in Weinstein. It's a fresh take on an old classic. Yeah. That's right. That's right. For um, for kids to enjoy. Good job, Dawson. All right. So uh, R.J. Bell is on. Uh, tell R.J. Bell to hang on for a second because we got uh, Blah Blah Blog that we got to play. Maybe we'll play that with Saget. Ooh. Let's play Blah 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 with Saget. Okay. Uh, let's talk to R.J. Bell. R.J.? Hello, hello. What's going on, man? Oh, just excited about the big weekend of action coming up. Yeah, there's some big, big games. It's funny, I had this uh, thought while I was watching the Patriots lose without getting a first down uh, on third down, no 11 no, first down no conversions. And I thought to myself, uh, now I like to bet on the Pats, but then they're going to the Steelers, and now say, it gets scary. Fight down number one seed. Yeah, you know we'll be we'll be talking about that game during the best bets. I uh, the uh, what I was trying to figure out. I was at the Rams game, and one of the things that drives me a little nutty about being at the games and with the replays as well. One of the biggest plays or series of the game is uh, when Carson Wentz got his ACL torn. But before that, there were like two weird, mysterious penalties, Gary. I don't know if you can find this stuff or not. There was a there was a pass to the end zone, and they, they called like taunting or something. I didn't oh, know yeah. what it was. I, I, I'm sitting on the other side. I'm down on the ground, but I'm like uh, the other side of the end zone, and I'm like, I don't know what that call was. I, if I, I remember correctly, it was incomplete, but then they gave him a first down because after the play, the defensive player taunted him. 
Nothing I, I don't game? know what it was. And then there was another call that was a weird, bad call. And I was like, we just gave this game away, but mm-hmm. I don't know what the call. They don't replay the call. And then when you get home, you go, I want to see what that call was, but they don't show it. They just show Wentz throwing a touchdown or Wentz getting his ACL torn. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that was, uh, R.J. Bell? I don't remember the exact play, but the league has really tried to crack down on the taunting. You know, if you think back to the NBA, let's say 10, 12 years ago, they had a concern that the league was too uh, urban, I guess you'd call it, right? So they had a dress code and all that stuff, and and the, the NFL has really tried to make it where, you know, middle America, quite frankly, could relate to the players, and I think the restrictions on a lot of that on-the-field stuff is driven by that. Yeah, maybe I'm talking to Gary now, and thank you. I can't remember if the one was on a field goal. So we've got a taunting one here, and I'm reading an article. I'm still digging into it a little bit, but it says that there was a leverage penalty called on a linebacker oh, yeah. during a field goal, and it gave them 15 yards and an automatic first down. And that was real specious, too, because the guy like, just kind of went up in the air and fell down. They threw a pass to the wide, wide out. He didn't catch the ball, and he was jawing at the DB, and the DB was jawing yeah. back, and like, all, new set of downs. All Sean Jeffrey kind of came up aggressively. Maybe bumped him in the helmet, and they called the defensive taunting. Taunting on the defensive back. In a game where they're vying for first place, and they just it had nothing to do with the play. It had nothing to do with the play. What are you doing? What are you giving a fresh set of downs for? They're 10-2. It was a game-altering call. Well, also, Carson Wentz probably wouldn't have his ACL torn if he didn't get a fresh set of downs down there. I, it's weird. They think, hold on. They, they just stand up, and the, the offensive player hits him with his helmet and starts jawing, and the defensive guy jaws him back. And I'm just at the stadium looking, trying to see what just happened. And I, oh, there's a flag in the air, but defensive holding, pass interference? No, no. After the play, when they were talking to each other and walking away. Okay, fresh set of downs. Sure. And then I don't know what happened with the field goal. But um, it appears there's a rule that uh, it is illegal for a defensive player to use uh, any part of their body to gain leverage off of an offensive player to in an attempt to get oh. up and block the kick. And they called it. But all, all the articles I'm reading are just experts saying, I cannot see that. That is not there. Right. So so the best, arguably the best team in football gets down into your team's territory. They're first in goal or whatever it is. Your team is fighting for their lives. They got, you know, have a, a, a lead of a point or a couple of points. They stop them successfully. But then there's two calls that are zeros, essentially, giving everyone a fresh set of downs. And then on fourth down, right. he throws a ball with his torn ACL and he scores. And that's basically the difference in the game. Yep. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> Why are the refs getting so involved with, with this? I hate that. I hate it, too. We're not there to see them. Well, first things first. You're not there to see them. Did it have anything to do with the outcome of the play? The the taunting? Absolutely not. Yeah. Well, it could and not. Possibly it, not even the, uh, the field leverage, goal. stupid leverage play. Yeah, sorry. All right, so, RJ, we're disgusted. Well, listen, Adam, I'll be candid with you. You know, I'm a big fan of yours. I think you're distracting from the Adam Carolla jinx. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Because when you, is this the first Rams game you've gone to? I went to a preseason game with my dad in 1974. (laughs) And lo and behold, this great team loses at home. Now this, yeah. Now the slide begins. The stink of Corolla's all over him. God. And your head and the best quarterback in the league gets pulled out of the game and the backup comes in and beats you at home. I think you're sitting pretty at that point. Yep. All right. Sorry, RJ. <laughs> no, I agree with you. I think the league, um, I think in general, they've got agendas beyond that individual game. But when you really care, and that's what's so tough, I think, quickly about caring so much, right? Because it's one thing to say, all oh, those people on Twitter are nuts, but you want them to care that much if you're the league. That's the only way you'll spend that much money for jerseys and tickets. But when you care and the calls seem to be capricious or unrelated to the game, it's very frustrating. I remember as if it was yesterday, I told you the guy, John Biggert, guy I played with on my team, <laughs> had a missing pinky. You had to have that one kid in your school that had the missing finger yeah. with the story behind it. Always painful. It was never like, oh, what happened to your finger? Well, I fell asleep and uh, an elf stole it. 
It's never that. Yeah. It was always, I was wearing a ring and I hopped the fence and the oh, ring got caught on it. And it's like, no. but how else is it going to be? There is no. Yeah, of course, it's going to be gruesome. Oh, there is no story where a 13-year-old has their finger removed I that know. ends with, my dad thought my right hand was heavy. <laughs> so we, t- we went to one that. of the best we, hand surgeons we in America. Away. Yeah, there isn't. It's always something that involves a lawnmower or a sprinkler head or 10-speed and spokes. There's chipper. Oh. Like it's- there was a guy on the cruise who was missing a thumb. What? And of course. Yeah. Don't ask. And of course, of, guess, guess who asked him out right? Ray! Hey, what's up with your thumb? Yeah, okay. Right outside so, the bar the first night so, before we got on the oh, boat. That sounds about there right. There you go. a motorcycle issue. Okay, though, my point is this. <laughs> when we were playing that team at the last game of the year when I was uh, in 11th grade, and it's when our coach said we're going to lose, and Michael Odom screamed we're going to win <laughs> down by. At some point at the end of the game, John Biggert was playing defensive end, did one of those he did one of those things where they were setting up a screen and the quarterback was backpedaling and he threw the screen and Barrett like tipped it to himself, got it deep in their backfield and like took it to the house. And we were down like 21-47 at the time, like four minutes left in the game. And they threw a flag on one of our DBs for like an illegal block after he picked it off, like way back on the other side of the field. Like I remember being like 16 going, the guy was nowhere near that and we're getting crushed. And this guy, all he did was when John picked the ball off 30 yards away, this guy like pushed the other guy. Had no impact on the play whatsoever. Drives me nuts, right, RJ Bell? Absolutely. And, you know, I noticed, Adam, this week you were talking, I saw it on Twitter about how the NFL with the violence and, you know, the, the idea that, hey, these players are, you know, warriors, I guess you'd call them. And on the other hand, well, you, I think you mentioned the Huff Post and thinking about football, you know, without that mentality. You know, to me, that's the conflict today. Yeah, you're asking these guys to essentially be animals out there, and then you're telling them to shut it off, like immediately flip a switch as soon as the whistle blows or whatever it is. All right, RJ, let's talk about last week. You had the uh, Cardinals and Steelers, right? Yeah, correct. And uh, Cardinals won by five. Wait a minute. Yeah, Cardinals won by five. He had him plus three, so it oh. was an easy win. That right. was an easy one, baby. <laughs> RJ, easy baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other one's coming up, so yeah, i got to get excited about right. the first one. Your poor Steelers. High-scoring affair. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm getting a little confused. I was looking down. Yeah, and then there's the Steelers. Right? Yes, and they won the game, but they did not cover the spread. Right. It's a good game. Where you? So, uh, well, let's set you up for uh, this week's picks. Go ahead, Brian. Football. Gambling. America. Don't sweat the bet. We got Vegas insider R.J. Bell. This is R.J.'s Parlay. So, uh, R.J., what do we got? What do we think about the Patriots and uh, the Steelers? Well, we can start there. I like Pittsburgh here. Home underdog getting three points. It's up to three now. I was going to say it's going to go. I, I don't know where it started. My thought was right after the game, I was like, bet the Patriots because whatever it is, it's going to keep right. moving. Or yeah, it's you know, I don't, I, I don't think it gets past three because, I mean, Pittsburgh right now is certainly one of the three or four best teams. We can all debate. I think ESPN has them number one right now. But they're one of the three or four best teams. Pats are one of the three or four best teams. Now, here's a little trick for the listeners, is if there's a home team or a road team that's favored, if they were home, add six points, and that's what they'd be favored at home. So New England's a three-point road favorite. They'd be favored by nine in New England. Now, would you, who would you like there, Adam? The, the Pats minus nine against the Steelers. Yeah, I would take the Steelers in that case. And that's the logic. When it's a road team and the number's lower, people don't tend to see how much value there is on that home dog. And, you know, Pittsburgh's off two tough games, but they played home last week, and now they're home again. But the Pats, and this is amazing, this game will be their fifth game on the road the last six weeks. Hey, can Belichick stop being such a colossal goddamn douchebag in no, his press conferences? No. That's like, on brand, man. I, I get it, but it's like, well, he doesn't like losing. Yeah, not many coaches in the NFL, once they get to that level, Reveling are in love losses. with l- losing. 
Uh, I'm sorry. There's something called a press conference, and it's there so you can answer questions about the game. It's part of the gig. And I know you're upset that you lost. Think about all the teams you beat week in and week out and season in and season out who have to go up and do the goddamn press conference. And at some point, maybe three on average, three and a half times a year, you'll have to give a goddamn press conference. Well, guess what? You didn't win. And people are there. They're doing their jobs and they have to ask questions, questions. And I get some of them are like, okay, why did you need you know, you know, you know, you you won zero and eleven on third down conversions. How do you feel about that? Like, okay, that's not a Sad. that's not a real question. Sure. But t- tell us about this strategy or that strategy Sad. or what about whatever <laughs> whatever it is. Uh, yeah, Bill, you are supposed to answer those part, questions. It is part of the job. It's a small part, but it is part of the job. Yes, and you're not supposed to pout when you lose. I I I don't. I it's it's not dignified, and I don't like it. And I like him, and I like Brady, and I like the Patriots. I respect all of them. I don't respect this one part yeah. of his game where he's got to get up there and pout. Yep. Isn't that kind of Cam Newton's vibe? And didn't he say, you know, well, I'm sorry, I I'm trying to show you how much I love the game and how much I love to win by being a total dick when I lose. I think I cannot get a total read on Cam Newton. Cam Mike- kind of gets killed when he does that, by the, but killed by the, you know the, the social media and the press and all that. And when Bill Belichick does it, he's a winner. He hates to lose. Right, right. He's a, he's a, yeah, he's a well, hard as nails that. coach. He's not a winner. He's a yeah. douchebag. He can be a prick. Yes, RJ thoughts. <laughs> I think I believe in the genius pass, and mm-hmm. if right. it's a, if it's a comedian. If it's whomever, Roman Polanski, Woody Allen, (laughs) the aforementioned Weinstein. These guys are all creative genius. I agree with It's it's not a get out of jail free card. (laughs) It's a pass if you're a little quirky, right? Bob Dylan, a little quirky. No, there is quirky. You've got some geniuses. No, look, Norm MacDonald is quirky, but he, what? Bill Belichick will talk your ear off about X's and O's, except for not after he loses. Then he pouts. And also, stop putting all the reporters in a horrible position for attempting to do their job. They have to cover this. They have to ask questions. It's their gig. It's not your wife and you're angry at her. These are just strangers. And you're you're throwing the daggers at them. But... You're making them feel like assholes for asking basic questions, which is part of their job. It's like I used to teach comedy traffic school. I'd work Saturdays and I'd work Sundays. I'd be out in, you know, Conejo on a Sunday at 8 a.m. And everyone who piled into that room was pissed at me. It's like, don't be pissed at me. I'm the guy who teaches traffic school. You're the guy who got a ticket. I'm here too. Have it with the highway patrol. Have it with the court system. Have it with yourself. Have it with the mirror. Have it with the mirror. Have it with anybody. But why you can? It's like, well, I'm angry because I have to be here on a Sunday. But think about the maturity level of taking it out on me. And you had to be there 20 minutes before them. Yes, I was supposed to be. Well, so he's... he's, uh, like Donald Trump You're saying, right. "You're fake news. I'm not talking to you anymore. Let's find somebody else." That should, yeah. be, that should be Belichick's move. Yeah, he should do that. Fake news. Fake news. All right. So go ahead, RJ. Let's get. So uh, we're going. You like the Steelers? Steelers. That's it. Let's keep it that simple. Plus this is unusual home. for a team this good to be getting three. We're taking the three. Yeah, I lo- I'm looking for the Pats to bounce back and make a statement. Yeah. Could, be a sneaky, could be a sneaky. Could be a sneaky. I'm feeling good then. All right, he should be feeling good. <laughs> What's next? All right, number two, the Dallas Cowboys favored by three at Oakland. Very mm-hmm. rare for me to like a road favor. I think they're usually at a premium. But here's the thing about the Cowboys. There's only 16 games in a season. So typically you look at the stats and they're blended from the entire year. But Dallas has had really two different seasons, one in which they were very injured and one where they've been healthy. Yeah. When they've been healthy, they've played really well. I agree. I like that. I like that game. I like that game as well. I like it a lot more than the the Patriots game, just because I'm always being nervous. Because because you know Brady started off like zero and four with an interception. I now prepared for him to go thirteen completions to right. start the yeah, start the game because that's, that's what the greats always do. Is they come right back and shut everybody up immediately. They can never slide. All right, you can can enjoy for one week. All right. Uh, Bob Sags out there. We got to bring him. Thanks, RJ. Thank you, RJ Bell. RJ's parlay.
tell you about Simply Safe, and then we'll get uh, Bob Sagan in here. Getting a good night's sleep. Easier said than done, especially if you hear that noise downstairs, man. What are you going to do? Turn the lights on? Mm, sleep with one eye open? <laughs> How about you rest easy knowing you have Simply Safe? Simply Safe. It's a complete security arsenal with motion sensors, glass break sensors, high definition security cameras. Everything you need to keep your family safe. You order it online in minutes. In just a few days, it'll be right on your doorstep. So cut, take a couple minutes, order it online, wait a few days, shows up on your doorstep. Hook it up in a matter of minutes, peel and stick. Super easy to do. No hard wiring, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees. Go to Simply, two eyes in there, simplysafe.com slash Adam. Get a special 10% discount. That's simplysafe.com slash Adam. Get your 10% off. It's simply safe. All right. We'll do a little uh, good sports and be back with the great Bob Saget right after this. Good it's time for a sports segment. It's time for a Sunday. It's time to get it started. NFL highlights. Mixed martial arts fights. Riffing on basketball movies. Breaking the Podcast One Sports Network presents Good Sports. Hi and hello, sports fans. Welcome to this episode of Podcast One Sports. Good Sports. Dave Damashek here. Adam Carolla there. Ace, what's the poop, fella? Poop's uh, fine, man. All right, good to hear good that. Poop. I'm glad to hear that. And, uh, and uh, you know, mine, you didn't ask, and that's just as well because because uh, I'm all mixed up on the insides. I'm nervous. The Steelers are taking on the Patriots this week, and it's time. I'm not accustomed as a Pittsburgh sports fan, as you know. Usually my teams are the hammered, everyone else's nail. But in the 21st century, I find myself on the wrong end of such things. You know, I'm not the Browns. I'm the Steelers. And yet when Tom Brady tangles with the black and gold things always turn up his way so i'm out there you know i'm I'm pittsburgh this week and i'm curious about this ace i'm going to i don't want to give too much away go subscribe to dave damashek football program on itunes i have some very compelling sports related guests really some dreams come true Mm -hmm. for me i'm Mm -hmm. curious ace what is your dream interview? Or give me, you know, I'd be like, whatever. If you have one person that you love above all else that you wish you could kibitz with, and we could do a live or dead, or if it's a list of 78 people, well, let's so keep be it. it. Let's keep it to sports. It'll probably okay. be easier. All right, okay. go ahead. Uh, I'd like to interview uh, a hero of mine. He's been a hero of mine since I've, really, I caught on to his work probably... First saw him on uh, George Michael's Sports Machine. Remember, that? literally, sure, it was a huge machine sure. with the reels. He had to hit play. It was a the big giant, plunger. Uh, yeah, it had a giant play button. Right, big whack-a-mole <laughs> button on there. He'd have even, to go hit it. Even once VCR technology had been surpassed, he was still hitting the old school play button. And not only that, it's like all we had on a Sunday night. And I used to watch it with a heavy heart. Yes. I always watch it with a heavy heart because anybody who was a horrible student who then later on was poor or or poor and a horrible student and then later on just poor on their own knows the heartache of Sunday night after the street lights come on. Mm-hmm. That oh I first that pit that pit in your stomach of having to go back to school, start Monday in a place that you just worst you, feeling there is the worst. Like you don't, you didn't excel. And I could remember like always. So, so I went from pit in my stomach. Do I got to go back there? Kind of feeling with school, like you know, eighth grade, Walter Reed, D minus student, just you know, n- no girlfriends, no nothing. It's like ugh. this notion of like I shall go to this place where I don't excel. I don't. I'm not a four out of ten. I'm a two out of ten. And if you backed PE out, I'd be a point seven out of ten. And I'm just going to go there, and I'm just going to stare at a clock until until I can get out. This that's, that's all a, I thought about. If I can take a quick detail, I've been thinking about this. I know that this is something that uh, probably. Um, 
afflicts most people on the day to day, or at least uh, you would think week to week, it it hits you. Wow, I really am not satisfied in my profession, and that people are able. It's a remarkable thing that the human pe- that the human beings are capable of rationalizing to that extent. That like the percentage of time of the the percentage of your waking hours that are devoted to doing a job you don't like, it should be you you must endeavor to not do that. Yes. The idea of happiness as a human being is a relatively new philosophy. I mean, yes. 200 years ago or before, it was subsistence survival for everybody, and it is still even in the 21st century for many. But if you have the option, you got to – don't do the cubicle job. If you don't like it, figure out a way to do something better because it's yeah, – this is it. You're one go-round. Get out of it, man. Don't sit. It's the worst. The way you can rationalize like, well, once it hits 5 o'clock, then I'm going to go meet my buddies at the bar, and that will be cool. Cool, at least, yeah. It's terrible. I, I always, I, I always sort of knew that as a, as a younger person. I, I, I always, when I was like twenty two, twenty one, twenty two, and sort of living in an apartment with all my loser buddies, I was the guy who was going, "This can't be it, right? You know, we don't want to be doing this." You know, when we're in our thirties, do we? Like, how, how are we going to have a house? How, how are we going? What if you get married? How, what if we have kids? Like, I, I can remember just I was I was thinking that way. So, I used to I went from pit my stomach Sunday night school to pit my stomach Sunday night going to on a construction site to get yelled at by Mike Stramat, my horrible horrible foreman, and just dig ditches for ten hours. Like it was just it was physically miserable. Like it wasn't boring miserable. It was like painful miserable Uh, and i'd sit there and so george michael would come on sunday night and come on like 11 o'clock or 11 30 and as as exciting as it was to see sports in that format because this is before all you had everything at the tip of your fingers it was cool to see all the highlights put together and stuff like that i it still it it signaled the end of the weekend and also Call time on all construction sites was 7 a.m., and my foremen were such assholes that it'd be, you have to be rolled out. Like, you Mm -hmm. have to be ready to go. Bags on, shovel in your hand. Like, you're working at 7 a.m., not pulling up at 7 a.m. So that meant you're getting up at 6 or or 5.45, and this thing would come on like 11.30 at night. It was already, you're not getting six hours sleep. And I'd be miserable, but I watched one night, and a young hero came on. And inspired me. This is probably uh, circa 1985. Uh, he did a story about uh, a young man who'd uh, entered the league probably just a few short years uh, before, played uh, catcher on a AAA team, and uh, after the pitch was thrown into him, stood up and fired the ball to the third base in an attempt to pick off the runner who was leading off third. Uh, the ball went sailing. I mean, you talk about a horrible throw. Sailing over the head of the third baseman. The runner looked back, saw the ball skipping off in the left field, uh, laughed and trotted in, and the catcher touched him with the ball that he had in his pocket. And when, in fact, he had thrown a potato. <laughs> what? <laughs> he took a potato. No way. He took a potato, carved it up like a ball, and threw it. I mean, that's not, a true story. That's the greatest story ever. He's the greatest that athlete. That happened in a triple A baseball game? During a game. He's possibly Holy the greatest hell. athlete to ever lace up cleats in this podcaster's mind. <laughs> and, is, and in the hearts and minds of many listening. What a tremendous deed. What I a love deed. It. I love it. That's what baseball needs. Instead of all these pastoral uh, uh, poems about uh, the grandeur of of, of the meaning of baseball in the fabric of America, we don't 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 need that job. Billy Crystal talking about (laughs) um, Yankee Stadium was a cathedral and all that stuff. (laughs) Shut up. The potato toss. We might have. We might. This happened in a game. I'm just watching. No, he's showing me a video of of a. no, no, Gary, you're showing me a Little League baseball game. This is a triple-A game. And George Michael reported on this. He could squeeze that into his half hour, <laughs> cut down for commercials to 22 minutes. He could get that into his National Sports R- Review of the Week. Yeah, George Michael was weird <laughs> because he, sometimes he'd skip right over football and get to, like, NASCAR or yeah. something. Like, he had his sports that he kind of liked that weren't really mainstreamy, and you could tell he'd give them some love, and then he'd do a profiler. 
you know, he'd go, he'd do a profile, and it, and it'd be like, um, it'd be it'd be like, uh, you know, John Force. He's a he's a quarter miler. He drives a he drives a Castrol GTX uh, funny car and better. But his daughter, and then it showed like the hot chick pull her helmet off, and it, like they do these weird little profiles on the drag drag racers and stuff. I like contend that. we don't need those profiles as a general I, I never, rule about athletes. Why? I, who decided about 15, 20 years ago that every sports pregame, if it's more than uh, ten minutes long, requires that we hear the hard boiled backstory well, of this also, guy? Like, all right. I mean, tell me that on Tuesday. I don't need to hear about that right before the game. Tell me who you think's going to win and why. That's what I'm more and, interested in that. And it's never. He grew up a rich kid with his father, Mister Universe. <laughs> like it's, it's always wrong side of the tracks. Never knew his dad. Iraqi veteran. Never came home. You know, uh, undersized. You know, b- he may born. seem like just another member of the fifty-three man roster. Right. But look a little closer. Right. Born, <laughs> born uh, two pounds seven ounces prematurely. You know, it's always that one too. Like, wow, look how small he was. I, 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 my heart is not hard, but it's a. But you know, listen, there's a time and place. I don't need it right before the big game. That's all, Gary. Do you, yeah, I don't need video of the potato guy. I just need the. I just need the story. <laughs> yeah, you've got potato. it pretty right. His name was Dave Brenshaw, and it was a double A game. It appears he's a hero. Yeah, Dave he, Brenshaw, a hero. This he was uh, suspended, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he was a hero. He knew what he he knew what he faced. He knew the consequences. He also knew he had to throw that potato. You see that? That goes back. That bring, that completes the circle. What did I say? Don't do a job that stinks. And you see, the man permeates everywhere you go. Even the good jobs still. He comes he comes and gets you anyway and weighs in and makes it less fun than it needs to be. What a jerk. Below. Oh, yeah. He is a jerk. The man. As the always. Gary. He, he, he's a jerk. But I want to dedicate this podcast to one Dave Brenshaw. You are a hero now and forever. For Adam Carolla, Dave Damashek, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Good sport. Good sport.